This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. Use the promo code BLUECHIP to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kernishan. I am joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man? Doing pretty good, man. Um, we are full in on uh, All-Star Games. Uh, both of us got uh, <laughs> kind of unexpectedly got uh, roped into Shrine Bowl, um, which it's you know, fun. It, it's it's good you know i i, I gotta give them credit it, they're it, it you know um it, it it may not be you know how exactly how the senior bowl goes but i tell you what the shrine bowl has done a really good job uh pulling in some really good players and, and it's on full display yeah absolutely i think well Devin, i'm gonna be honest with you i think you and i were gonna check out aspects of this of the shrine game anyways because well our guy was was playing in the Shrine game. Absolutely. Now, we are recording this on Sunday, which is day two of the practices. So we're only talking about day one. We could very easily outdate ourselves by the time this comes out on Monday morning. We don't care. That's true. I mean, so, I mean, most of the, I will say this from some of the early reports I've seen uh, on day two, uh, pretty much the same dudes that stood on day one are doing the same. Hey, all right, let's go. All right. So, Devin, do you, how do you want to break down who's who's done well? We're only going to talk about who does well. You really can't lose money at one of these All-Star games. You can make money, though. That and also you're, most of the, these players are confirming what we've seen on them already, if that makes sense. Like, this yeah. is not a, like, you know, a rival party for, for most of these dudes. Some dudes, though, you know, like I mean, the, the – yeah. some of them – whether it was like they had a, like kind of reduced role or they didn't play their true position, I think, you know. Or were uh, misused. Yeah, like uh, a lot of these dudes are finally getting a chance to play what they're probably going to play. Like, yeah. uh, just for example, like Jack Snyder from San Jose State, he's playing interior, which he should have been playing all along, but he was one of the team's best linemen. So in college, that probably means you're going to play tackle. So, yeah. So who's it, your first guy? You want, you want to talk about Jack Snyder? No, I actually want to talk about uh, Bamadeli Olasini. First is, of all, the, the man's got a wingspan of, of your average pterodactyl at like 89 inches, which I had to do the math and convert that into feet and inches. That's like seven foot seven. Yeah. That's insane. I, like, I know he's six foot eight, but like even for that size, that is insane. And that's coming from me. I'm, I'm six one with a six foot ten wingspan, so... To me, what's, to me, what's what's about to happen with Ola City is exactly what happened with Janarius Robinson last year at the Super Bowl. Had a massive wingspan. Tape was okay, but when he got down to <clears throat> the All Star circuit, uh, he flashed some some really uh, nice traits and, and developmental ability. I think Ola City is doing just the same. Um, you know, I, I wasn't so much impressed with the arm length. I was more impressed with 
how he seems like he's really honed in his fundamentals. Like you see a lot of hand replacement. You see a lot of him working to get his hands inside. Uh, the length is helping. Like, you know, people may be turning the corner, but he still can run the hoop. I mean, he's doing a little bit of everything. And I'm, I'm very impressed with what I've seen from him at the All-Star Circuit because it seemed like he's taking – building off the momentum he gained over the season. So I think his best game was probably the Oregon regular season game. And then he followed up with another so solid performance against Oregon and Kayvon Thibodeau in the championship game. And I think that's now catapulting him into his all-star circuit. And I don't see how he, he makes it uh, past like round three or four at this point. I, I really think he's going to play himself into uh, early day three consideration and, and be that de developmental guy that, um, you know, a team takes and, and you know, utilizes that wingspan and, and, and thrives. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how he uh, continues to compete over the next few days, but uh, he's definitely built a solid foundation from day one. Yeah, absolutely. Olaseni, he popped when I was watching the, the, the one-on-ones and the, you know, and the, the, the the split drills like he he's just a mauler granted when you're six eight and 340 you probably should be so good to see that that he's played up to one guy that all right i'll be honest i did his scouting report before the shrine game i hated how oklahoma state used him but he made himself some money on day one, and that's Tay Martin, the former Washington State wide receiver, turned Oklahoma State wide receiver, turned basically blocker because Oklahoma State didn't know how to pass the football this year. By the way, I'd like to thank Tay Martin for getting me over the 1,200 follower <laughs> uh, mark on Twitter because just tweeting out one clip of his, it's still going now. It's been like 18 hours. It's absurd. It helps that, I mean, I'm sorry, poor Demarion Williams, the, the corner from Houston, that I hope he has ankle insurance because he, Tay Martin just snatched them. I, I put up, you can find it on, on my Twitter. It's probably circling your timelines now. Just search uh, Tay Martin and Gulag and you're fine. Uh, man, poor, poor Demarion Williams. Poor <laughs> I tell you he, what, he, it, it was, he had it was, this uh, like Michael Flatley Lord of the Dance River Dance foot movement to get him going one way. Immediately cut back on a slant route. I've never seen ten yards of separation on a slant route before. I tell you what, the the East roster DBs are having a tough time. You, well, they're having a very tough time because on the East wide receivers include Tay Martin and Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, they're they're two of the uh, shiftiest oh, guys man. with plus their length and 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 prototypical size. Well, I mean, I, the one I know Thorin is a little smaller than you would like for a size, but mm -hmm. I mean, they well, the they're, they're is, quick twitch athletes. Yeah, Thor, Thornton's a track guy at six foot three, so I mean that's the thing. He's got good footwork and good speed. Now I mentioned that I, I did Martin's scattering report beforehand. I had him as like a late day three because I oh I think looking back at it now, just Oklahoma State severely misused him. But I mean the film is like late day three stuff. It's very much mm -hmm. he he became their jump ball target, but. He's a crisp route runner. They never utilized him in that in that manner. They never took advantage of it. 
I think that with a good showing here, maybe he gets the, the late invite to the senior bowl. Maybe if not, he could very easily turn into like a, a like a fourth or a fifth rounder in yeah, a I'm... deep wide receiver class. Tyquan Thornton is a guy I already had in the fourth round. He's just checking off exactly what I thought he was. I love the footwork. I love the the burst. He fought through a couple of holding what would have been obvious holds downfield. Mm-hmm. He had this really deep touchdown. Oh, oh my God. So the West wide receiver is just like, they won. They just, they won. They won yeah. everything. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely agree. Um, you know, kind of for my next player that stood out um, and, and, and this really, I mean, if you watch any, a little bit of, uh, you know, some of the Shrine game, you, you will understand, but, or practices, but Kyle Phillips from UCLA, He's a player that one L one L people one L not two. He's a player that I circled back a few weeks ago, uh, really since earlier in the season when, when obviously he made that touchdown gets Derek Stingley, but I've always been intrigued by him and seeing his route running ability. um, You see, you see some, I, I don't think this is a direct comp, but you see like, Hunter Renfro, Cooper Cup esque routes from him, like where he. I wonder why you made that comparison. Listen, listen, it, it has nothing to do with that. But <laughs> I'm just I think with you, don't worry. I think people underrated his athleticism come into the game because of what he is. So I, I think he's definitely put on a route running clinic. He, he's able to create separation. Um, I know. I, I I don't love some of the wasted movements he has during his routes because he he does get a little. Uh, you know, moving a little bit too much side to side, but but when he's getting you know vertical and attacking uh, corners leverage, he's able to create separation. Uh, he did that plenty of times in one on one. I don't think there was a rep in one on ones where someone was able to to stay with him stride for stride. And same with Josh Johnson, the uh, uh, the Tulsa wide receiver, very different, but. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver DB one on ones this year have been a mismatch. I was talking with our with our buddy Connor Rogers, and he was saying like, "This group of DBs, man, I feel bad for them. Like, it, it's not the greatest group, and, and there's reasons as to why it's not the greatest group, but they're just they're just overmatched, man." Yeah, the receivers are, are very creative and whatnot, but you, you do have to keep in mind some of these routes probably not happening. If- no. If uh, everything, you know, if, if the entire line is there, uh, some of them slant routes were a little, little questionable, I will say, because uh, they went directly uh, to where the linebackers would be. But, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy more of the routes that are like, you know, deep outs, comebacks, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of like, uh, you know, crossing routes and uh, like digs and whatnot across the field, uh, like towards the middle of the field. I like a lot, a lot of the routes outbreaking and, and whatnot, but, but it was definitely interesting to see the, the one-on-ones. Um, but but I, I think people should not rush to make a judgment on based on one-on-ones, even with the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, because at the end of the day, you know, you can have great pass rush moves, but I want to see how you handle a double team or handle a run blocking, which, uh, you know, made the, the team sessions nine on seven and, uh, you know, half half line block and made that even much more important, uh, especially looking at these offensive linemen. So uh, mm-hmm. something to keep in mind as well. Uh, I'll go with my next winner. Uh, Bossman now has a new brand guy. He, he has James Cook. He has, you know, all of those guys that, he, that you know, uh, um, 
It's it's Trayvon Walker. That's the other one that he that he really likes from Georgia. Well, he's now got a new Deontay Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt. The other one he likes. My bad. Uh, But yeah, I I fully expect him to just go all in on Carson Wells, the edge rusher slash linebacker from Colorado. Good grief! This man was a menace. Yeah. Uh, Poor poor Nick Muse having to block him that one rep. He literally just put one hand out in front of him and just like stiff armed him. Beautiful. The man was unblockable. Did, did, did the linebacker on tight end and wide receiver drills, then went ahead and did the, the defensive line drills. Uh, yeah. But like, he's a, a super productive player in college. He's just blown under the radar because he's at Colorado. Yep. That, that's, that's another reason, you know, for these all-star games is, some people just can't get their eyes on some of the talent out West. And, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of the shrine game, uh, a lot of dudes out West are, are getting a lot of love. Um, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I, I do want to file a grievance to the back 12 because there's no reason these dudes should not have been playing on major networks more than a few times this year. Seriously. Like you look at Carson Wells, you look at Kyle Phillips that we've already named, um, and, and plenty of other dudes from the Pac-12 that have showed up and showed out so far at the Shrine Bowl, we would have known if the Pac-12 did a better job, you know, promoting their athletes and, and promoting football games. So just wanted to file that grievance out real Terrible. quick. Terrible. Terrible. But um, uh, I, I'll go ahead and go next the next guy I have. Uh, someone I didn't get see get talked about a lot, but uh, interior offensive lineman Hayden Howerton from SMU. I thought he had a really, really good day. Um, day one, uh, had a really nice, uh, one-on-one session as well. Uh, I think he, he pancaked one dude at some point, uh, and, and showed a, a great anchor sinking his hips, uh, and did a really good job working on double teams in, in the zone, zone blocking areas and nine on seven, uh, as well as uh, half line blocking. I thought he did a really, really good job. Um, you know, just being, you know, consistent. Um, and, and I thought he, he showed, you know, one of the, the more dis, dis, uh, consistent displays uh, from interior offensive linemen uh, from day one and, and someone that you don't typically expect to see. You don't, you don't expect to see an SMU offensive lineman, uh, you know, doing as good as a job as he did in, in day one. You typically see receivers, quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, Reggie Roberson is, is one that's going to be down at the senior bowl. Um, and then uh, obviously, uh, you know, quarterbacks, et cetera. But he did a really good job uh, yesterday as well. Someone that I had to kind of circle back to because uh, I saw, you know, because there's 75, number 75 on both teams. So I was trying to figure out, like, who is that? Because I've never heard or seen anything about him in general. So he, he looked really good to me. Yeah, he was one that when I put up my, uh, my big winners for, for the day, I had like four messages like, why not him? I'm like, there are so many good players. I yeah. swear it's not a, it's not an affront. I swear. Um, this should come as no surprise who my next winner is. It's friend of the show, and I'm not saying this just because he's friend of the show, but it is Brock Hoffman. I'm sorry. He's the best center down there, man. And you know what? He showed good versatility. They moved him in a guard in five-on-fives, too. Yep, yep. Uh, and, you know, everyone loves – versatility especially with uh you know just being able to play kind of both both uh you know all three sides uh of the interior 
Um, but yeah, he, he did a really good job. And, and we we both saw that one rep where he uh, lightly threw the, <laughs> threw the guy, guy down when he probably would have rolled on top of him and, and said a few for choice a words. <laughs> Posed for a selfie and then gotten up and probably flipped him off because, well, that's just yeah. how Brock is. Um, he had to tone it back a little bit. He had, he did, he did. Um, but no, like, it was weird coming into the week. Like, listen, you and I obviously are, are big fans of Brock. We have been for a while, but you didn't hear his name talked about in terms of the centers down there. You heard about Alec Lindstrom. You heard about uh, Dawson Deaton. I think he outperformed both. Yep. Yep. He, he had Deaton, a really good day. In his own right, had a great day as well. For sure. For sure. Uh, you know, since another position group I kind of want to highlight, uh, this is probably one of the best overall tight end group. They're they're literally, I, I think that maybe the, I think the Maryland tight end was the only one that had a rough day and then <clears throat> Barry Deese didn't participate, but the tight end. I kept had, looking for him and then I didn't see him. Well, he was in for that one rep of uh, one-on-ones with, with linebackers and, and tight ends and running backs. Uh, and then I didn't see him the rest of the day. So I don't know if he if he suffered an injury or what. So hopefully he's out there on day two and, and making some plays. But uh, I was really impressed with the tying group in general. There was a dude, uh, Armani Rogers, and you know him. He used to be UNLV quarterback. Mm-hmm. I did not. I watched Ohio. I watched probably at least four or five Ohio games this year. And I think he only had two catches this season. So I didn't see, you know, anything from him that I expected to see. Uh, down at the senior bowl but he looks pretty athletic for for you know someone that's kind of inexperienced with a tight end position you know he did a nice job using his physicality his body size to to create separation i uh, had a nice few catches uh, in the one-on-one circuit um and and had a few in the team drills as well but he he surprised me as someone that you know could put himself in the serious consideration to be drafted because I'm thinking before he even showed his ability down the Shrine Bowl, he's probably going to be a UDFA, and he still might be because there's not a lot of a body of work from his film that shows him as a pass catcher. But he looks really good down at the Shrine Bowl. I think he's going to help himself for sure, and the team, uh, you know, may really connect with him and see his ability. So I was surprised by him. Nick Muse had had a solid day. He had some. He had, I, I want to say it was a mixed bag for him. I thought blocking wise, he could he could do a lot better, especially in, in the one on one periods. I thought he, he struggled a little bit, but uh, he did a nice job, uh, you know, using his size and and body to to make some nice catches. And then Jelani Woods, uh, who I see is already have a nice day, too, as well uh, from Virginia. He he probably is the most impressive tight end thus far, just with. Uh, his size, ability to, to pluck the football out of the air, uh, his length. I, I think he's going to do a really good job uh, down at the Shrine Bowl and, and could, could work himself in, into that early day three consideration because of, you know, there's a massive drop off pretty much from that tight in the tight end, in the tight ends uh, in this draft. You know, you got the McBrides, Cole Turners, um, you know, uh, Jalen Watermeyer, all those, all those top guys, Kate Odden. But then after like five, six of them, seven, there's a drop off where they're specialists. So I think Jelani Woods could, could climb up the board a little bit here in the tight end group and, and continue to do good things. I got two more. 
I'm going to put them together. They're on different sides of the ball and they at no point interacted with each other. So they should be fun. Uh, the first one is San Diego, uh, San Diego. Jeez, I need more coffee. South Dakota State, the furthest thing from San Diego that you can get. South Dakota State running back, Pierre Strong Jr. I watched his film literally like four days ago. I came away very impressed on with the with the tape. I was like, man, I think we got... I think we got a fourth round back, like an early day three back. Let's put it this way. I liked his film better than Abram Smith. And like, Devin, you know how much of a compliment that is for me. I love me some Abram Smith. I like Pierre Strong that much more. He's fantastic as a, as a runner. He's got good hands. He can pass block. And you know what? He was the best pass blocking back there yesterday. Absolutely the best. There was a particular running back that's in one of my conferences that just got absolutely trucked every single time. And Pierre Strong is strong as an ox, no pun intended, just had had offensive line anchor in pass pro. So you love to see it. Um, man, I think he's going to be a, a good gem in this class. And then speaking of gems, defensive lineman, Remember the name. The man's put on 55 pounds since he first stepped foot on campus, Devin. Ioma Uwazarike, defensive tackle from Iowa State, played five tech for the Cyclones, played nose tackle. Dude started at 6'6", 280, is now at 6'6", and about 325, 330. Um, man, do you know how hard it was for me, just as, as a fan of both guys, when when – Brock and Yoma went one-on-one I didn't know who I wanted to win that rep yeah yeah I mean there there's a lot of uh prospect on prospect uh matchups that that you uh, torn to see but uh we call it brand awareness yeah Pierre Strong uh someone that you know I've talked to you about uh definitely loves skill set and ability and and various very, I'm very, not surprised to see that he's already standing out at the Shrine Bowl because I, I think he's he's a, easily a top ten running back in this class. I think he he's that good and and will make a team very happy with his ability. So very excited to to see him continue to work. Uh, final couple names here that I'll mention: Matthew Butler from um, Tennessee, big big time uh, day from him, uh, and, and he was able to uh, shed blocks and. Uh, you know, get in the backfield uh, numerous times, uh, shed double teams. So uh, very, very uh, impressive what he did on day one. And then uh, deep, deep sleeper, Dallas Flowers from um, Pittsburgh State. The uh, fighting he, gorillas. Yeah, uh, they, very interesting, <laughs> very interesting mascot. But I thought he did a really good job staying uh, attached to the hips of receivers, uh, being very physical, um, you know, kind of just making plays all over the field. I know he didn't always have the cleanest reps and and I do think he needs to clean up some of his tempo, but when he breaks on the football, he, he's pretty impressive. Same thing with Jermaine Waller. They, they both are pretty sticky in coverage. And then when they're breaking on football, uh, they look really good. And then final name I want to bring up uh, Quinn Lake from UCLA, the safety. I thought he had a really solid day too. Uh, you know, being able to uh, be one-on-one in the slot. I thought, I think maybe, you know, we see a position change from him. I think he can really be a nickel uh, with certain defenses because I, I think he has the ability to 
break on footballs, be, be physical throughout routes, uh, really cover that 10 to 15, 20 yard intermediate area. I do want to see his, his technique be a little bit better because Kyle feels is able to get behind him pretty easily. But I think he did a really good job yesterday uh, showing his versatility and, and uh, being a really nice addition uh, to the safety room at the Shrine Bowl. Absolutely. Now, listen, it's a little bit of a shorter podcast. Devin's got work. I've got work. And then we got to cover the, the, the NFL games and the Shrine games. It's going to be a very busy day for both of us. So just a quick um, parting words from both of us. So, Devin, I'll let you I'll let you say the last word before we get on out of here. Um, I, I hope one of these quarterbacks at the Shrine Bowl stands out. I think they all had OK and solid days. EJ Perry is probably the one that um, you know, kind of intrigues me the most of, out of this group because I've seen the least of them. Uh, but, but I do think he, he can can make himself some money uh, this week if he continues to, to play, uh, put some consistent play together on film. Uh, other guys, I feel like are pretty much written in stone, but uh, him and Scott Thompson were probably the, the more impressive guys I saw yesterday. Or saw, then, saw on Saturday because you're listening. Saw, <laughs> listening to someone. I day. think people figured it out that we're not recording this live. Speaking of live, though, Devin, every day this week, noon, you can go on to www.twitter.com. Remember that website, twitter.com. You can click on the spaces. Devin and I are going to be doing live spaces Monday through Friday every day this week talking about the Shrine game who made themselves money then the Senior Bowl on Tuesday what do we expect going into day one then takeaways on day one that's going to be Wednesday so on so forth noon every day this week y'all gonna love it but until then you can find me on twitter.com at MikeH underscore draft you can find Devin on Twitter at real D underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter.com at Blue Chip Scout. And we will see you guys technically in like a few hours on these live spaces. Keep it locked. I want to thank our friends over at Jersey House for sponsoring today's show. No one likes paying full price for jerseys. And thanks to Jersey House, you don't have to anymore. Jersey House has all your needs covered, whether you want an NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, or college jersey, or if you want a jersey for the European football, they've got it all. They also do custom jerseys and are always looking to add more players to their vast catalog. Head on over to jerseyhouse.ca and use the code BIGSHOTS to save 15% off your next order and help give back to the podcast. They ship anywhere in the world, and Devin and myself swear by their products. That's jerseyhouse.ca and the promo code BIGSHOTS for 15%.